ministered. And Father, we open up right now to receive impartation of your word, your guidance and direction. Nothing we can say or do, but God, it's your spirit to speak through our vocal cords. Think through our mind that the people will be open and receptive to your word. And God, they'll go and apply it in their life and never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Come on, let's hold this word and confess this word this morning. Father God, I hold your word. Read your word. Walk by it. Act by it. Talk by it. The world around me sees the word in me. Because the word in me, the world around me will become saved. The word tells me how to be saved, healed, filled, and blessed. I am what it says I am. It says, I'm highly favored. So I'm highly favored in Jesus' name. Come on, give him one more hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you this morning. Thank you that's been wearing your love jerseys. Please wear them next Sunday. will be the last Sunday. Of course, you can keep wearing them. But uh, as what we do in the month of February, the love month, uh, be sure to wear them next Sunday and uh, where they can get some pictures and, and have some pictures for one of our uh, boards in the uh, educational building. Hey, man, want you on that. So be a part of that. If you haven't got one, like to get one, you can get one for next year. But uh, got some great scriptures on the back. Ask some of these people, what does their scripture say on the back? Hey, man, if you don't know some good things about it's all about love. Hey, man, it's all about it's about love. And so the first Sunday. We recognized and talked about uh, uh, love the widows. Last week, we talked about uh, loving and, and couples. We talked about couples. And so today, we're going to talk about a, a, a different group of people that, um, uh, that some religion is real down on or, or rough on or, or some take some scripture. And I'm not going to get a lot into that this morning. Uh, cause we come to, we come to lift up. Amen. But today we're going to minister to those, uh, that is divorced or, uh, divorced Z's, Z's there. Johnny got up there. And so we don't want to embarrass you today. Uh, but you know, we would like to recognize you, but if you don't, that's fine. We never want to embarrass anybody. But at the end, we'd just like to present something to you. But if you don't, that's fine. <clears throat> but, and then next Sunday, the last Sunday, we're going to talk about the singles, and that'll sort of get everybody. Amen. So, uh, but this morning, we're going to talk about those that's been divorced and divorcees. And, and so, I want to say one, one time again, I think we talked about it last week or whenever, but let me say, I believe, according to the Word of God, there's two reasons. There's two reasons for divorce. <clears throat> one reason is simply this. Did, did, did both people really pray and seek God and know that that was their mate for life when they made that commitment? That's the first one. And sometimes that answer is no. And so that's one reason that we see divorce. Amen. Some people fell in love and thought it was love or they uh, lust or they just got in heat. Amen. And, uh, and then later on, when the heat got cold, they left. Amen. So, I mean, that's a little humor, but it's just a fact. Amen. So, but it's important. We never, we, 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 if we can really get a revelation of how serious God, uh, meant for husband and wife to come together. Amen. And then the other part is that has a lot of variations, I guess you could probably say, is simply that 
We as an individual cannot control anybody else's the way they want to live and do. And even Jesus, even God Almighty says in his word that he gives man his free will. So God don't even demand what you do. And so therefore, when you marry somebody and biblically you become one, you cannot make them do anything. And so then when that other person chooses to go and do other things that's not appropriate for your marriage and does stupid things and just it gets worse, then therefore there's there's there is divorce. Amen. And so we, we see that. So that's where that's my philosophy on that according to the word of God. And so I want to look at three groups this morning uh, in, in helping this morning. So now, you may be here this morning, and you may have been divorced, got divorced, and, but thank God today you're sitting here, and God has blessed you with a mate. And so I want to encourage you, if that's you today, I want to encourage you to put that past behind. Amen. Let that go. God has given you a, a mate now. Take that mate, uh, for lack of words, forgive the other one of the crazy things they did or whatever. Let it go and enjoy life from here on out. Enjoy life from here on out. And the Bible says enjoy life to the fullness, to the running over. Amen. So I want to encourage you today, if that's you, to move forward and go on and forget about the past. You know, you know the devil tries to bring up the past, but let that go. Amen. So, so that's you. And then the, the second one that, that I want to just, uh, uh, describe this morning and recognize, maybe, maybe, maybe you was, and not to pinpoint you, but maybe you was that person. That, that was in that divorce that created that divorce that you might have been out there, uh, bar hopping and you might have been out there just living hell wide open. Hey man. And, and now you've realized that, that, that what, you know, you messed the marriage up and all that sort of, but you realize now that you've made a turn and I want to tell you better things are ahead of you. Hey man. So even if that was you that created all of that, God is a loving and forgiving God. Hey man. And so I want you to know that now you can move on and, and, and God's got a, a, a better plan of life for you that if you'll just seek him and don't beat yourself up for stupid stuff you're done. Amen. Move on. Move on. Now, so now the third one we want to talk on this morning and, 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 and look at is you that's here this morning that you are divorced. You went through a divorce and you're here this morning and Remember this, sometimes a, a, a person can feel like, a lot of times a, a, a person that's been divorced feel like they're just not good enough for anybody. And they feel like, you know, uh, you know, no, nobody, you know, nobody wants me, you know, nobody cares for me, nobody, uh, nobody loves me. And you feel all alone, you feel all alone. Now, I believe that this loneliness can be different from the loneliness that we talked about as a widow. I know a lot of them have a lot of things. Uh, uh, They're they dealing with a lot of same things as we talked about the first Sunday, being a, being a widow of the month. Uh, but, as a, but as a divorcee, uh, that widow, you know, they're lonely, but they know where their mate is. But that divorce one, uh, it, it feels like, 
the world and everybody that, and, and the individual that you put trust in for days or years or months or whatever, just like a word, seemed like they just fell off the wagon. Or they push you off the wagon. Amen. Might have pushed you off the wagon. And so it makes you feel hurt. Makes you feel alone. Makes you feel you're not, you're not good enough for anybody else. But I want to tell you this morning, I want to get ahead of myself. But I want to tell you this morning, you are good enough. You're good enough for God. Amen. And you're good enough for Jesus and He can restore you. So we're going to talk about some things today. Now I don't want you to just sit there and, 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 and draw and play and go to sleep and say, well, He's talking about the divorced people today. That's not me. I want, you can get something from this as well. So I want you to, Follow along with us today, and let's look at some stories in the Bible that we're familiar with, and get on a couple of subjects here that uh, we see in religion and denominations that uh, about being divorced and all of that, and, and uh, some 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 understanding. So, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. So, let's go. Uh, we see in John, John four, we see that Jesus. Uh, was out there and he came to, he came to a well. He said, I must go through some air. And he comes to a well. And when he's at that well there, the guy, the, the disciples have gone off to get some, they, they went run right down there. They went down there to, uh, uh, went right down there to Chick-fil-A and get some grilled chicken. And, um, so while they was gone, this lady comes to, she comes to the well to get water. And she's come when it's not really busy. Because, you know, of her lifestyle and different things. Nobody wanted to have a lot to do with her. And so she's come, uh, at the time nobody's there. And so nobody's there but, but, but her and, her and Jesus. And Jesus began to talk to her and says, you know, who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But, uh, but I have some, but I have some living water. And so let's pick up with that, uh, there in John 5, John, excuse me, John 4, 15. Yep. Keep me straight, guys. Amen. And in verse 15, and it says, And the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come, neither here, hither to draw. She said, Hey, I want that water you talking about. I ain't got to come draw. And then the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. In verse 16, Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. Now, now think about this. I mean, you know, he just asked her a question, not judging or not putting her down. He just asked her a question. He said, go get your husband. Verse 17, she was honest. She says, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thy, thy hast well said, I have no husband. Verse 18, for thy hast had five husbands. It's been popular, amen. Nothing wrong with that. She might have had, she might have had, had, I probably shouldn't say this. She might have run across five dummies. I don't know. Amen. But I'm just saying. <laughs> whom thou hast, whom thou hast is even not thy husband. Is that, is that said is that true? So she says, you've had five and now you got one. He's not your husband. The woman saith unto him, sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. So. He read her what we say. Mail. He read her mail. And so automatically, I mean, somebody comes up and tells you stuff like that. You've never seen them. You don't know. And, and, uh, he's just traveling through. Then you know somebody's, he's something powerful going on. Amen. So then she says, well, you know, I've been married five times and I'm uh, hanging out, you know, uh, um, with, with, with this person now. And so, uh, 
you got, you got to be a prophet. Okay, so let's go on. Verse 20. Our fathers worship in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Verse 21. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. And so, you know, she said, well, here's where you worship. And he said, you know, don't, don't worry about, don't worry about all, all of that stuff. Don't worry about all that. Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the fathers. And see, so Jesus trying to say, you know, she said worship here. And he was saying, well, they worship Jerusalem too. And he said, he says, there's coming a time it ain't there. And, and we still deal with that today. Verse 22. You worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in what? Spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Sadducees and the Pharisees and all the priests was all traditional worship. And all of that was brought from the law. All of that was created in Moses when he built the temple, uh, not built the temple, excuse me, when, when, he, when, he, uh, when they set up the tent and, and to do that. And so they was all, they, they begin to raise up in that as, you know, you got one place to go, you got to go in, you got to do this, you got to wash your hands, you got to do all of this. And Jesus said, I'm telling you, that stuff's about to change. He says it's a spirit thing. Worship, worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. And in verse, uh, next verse. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. Where? And he says it again, in what? In truth. In 25. The woman said unto him, I know, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ when he is coming. He will let us. He will let us know what, we'll know what all things, let us all things, we'll know all things. And then check this verse out. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. I that speak to thee am he. And so when she got that revelation, she got that revelation. Notice he didn't condemn her. You've been divorced. You've had five five marriages. You know, you're hanging out with this one. He didn't condemn her. He only asked her the question to get her attention that she would realize he was some kind of prophet. He was something. And then, of course, as the conversation went on, we see he says, I am, I am he. And so we see that she goes now, she goes back into town and she begins to tell people. She begins to tell people, about this, about this Christ that has changed her life and she gets him to come and we know the story. He stays two days, he stay, he stays two days longer in there to minister to people and touch people just because this lady's life was changed that she went and told somebody. He never condemned her or put her down. I think that's real, real powerful. Very powerful. Now move down to verse 28 and let's see the story. Woman left the water pot, went that way, uh, 29. I was just telling you, that's what, come and see the man. Uh, if not this, the Christ. And then verse 30. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. 
So they came and, and lies was, he ministered to people. Read the story there two more days, as I said, and ministered to people. And then I want us to look at verse 35. Look at this. Say not ye there is yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are wide already to harvest. What was he trying to do? He was trying to get these people to know. He was trying to get the disciples and everybody else to know. Say, hey, the harvest is here. They're right here in front of our eyes. This lady is part of the harvest. Church, I want to tell you that, that God is waiting on us. Amen. The harvest is here. Amen. The harvest is here. People's here. You know people. We know people that, that, that don't go to church. We know people that, that need Jesus. We know people that's hurting. And, and you know, all the requests that I was, we was praying this morning to come in and talk about all of these, all of these babies. Church, I want you to realize one thing. The devil's trying to work through the, he's trying to work through the, the government to take life out through abortion and everything else. And then he's trying to attack those babies that's in the womb and trying to attack babies that's just been born. I mean, he's trying, to, he's trying to suck life out of this planet. But I'm telling you what, Jesus said, I come to give life and give it more abundantly. Amen. What is that? To the fullness, to the running over. Amen. So God's given us life. Amen. He's given us life, but the devil's trying to destroy it because I'm telling you, the devil knows his days is, his days are getting shorter and shorter. But bless God, our days are getting more blessed and blessed. Amen. More blessed and blessed. But this lady, in her, in all her living and, 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 and with men and everything, I want you to get something here. He never condemned her. Divorcees, you need to get past condemning yourself and don't let other people condemn you. Don't let other, don't walk around beat, beating yourself up for what somebody else that should have been your partner that was, that done, they done in life. Don't let that, you, you gotta let that stuff go. I want to encourage you, let that stuff go and don't get beat up with that this morning. Let it go. Let God flow in you and use you and minister to you and bless you. And I, I don't know, I don't care if you, if you, if you're 28 or you're 82. If you want one, God's got somebody for you. Or in between, it don't matter. God's got somebody for you. But now what I, I would, I would recommend, I would really recommend you go by the book. This book, go by it, amen. Go by it. Don't just go by nothing more than feelings. Don't go by that old song, amen. Them hot feelings are turned cold, amen. And uh, things may not be good, but know that you know that you know. Know that you know. But I'm telling you, I just, divorcees, let the past go. Enjoy life. Enjoy life today. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Now let's go another, uh, just a few more books over in John 8. John chapter 8. And I want us to look here at a, at another story. And, uh, now remember anytime you see me very from the Word of God, you, you, you bring the scripture to me and I'll work on it and we'll get back with you and we'll, we'll come and make, uh, correction. Amen. But I'm telling you, God never judged this lady we just read about. Now, in John 8, we see something going on here. This woman is called in adultery. She's called in adultery. And um, he's in the temple. We pick up at verse, at verse 4. 
Verse 4, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. So, I mean, we don't want to get too personal with this, but somebody's seen something. <laughs> one, of, one of the, I shouldn't say, one of the big wheels seen something, amen. They seen something. And so then verse 5 says this. Now Moses, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what says thou? What about you, Jesus? Now we got the law over here and it says she should be stoned. What you say, Jesus? Verse 6. This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Verse 7. So then they continued asking him. He lifted up and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. Those that's not sin... Cast a stone. And she was committing adultery. Cast a stone. Verse 8. And again he stooped down and wrote in the ground. Just didn't say nothing. Alright. Let's go on verse 9. And they which heard it. Being convicted of their own conscience. Went out one by one. Now I thought this. And we don't have time to get in. I thought this was really amazing right Beginning at the eldest, beginning at the one that was the oldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. So, you know, now I'm just saying, okay, now one of them guys caught something going on in the very act, the Bible said. So, don't use your imagination too much, but did they let her get ready or they just wrapped the sheet around and brought her in? Whatever. All them guys have gone now. And it's just her and Jesus there. Verse 10. And when Jesus lifted up his eyes, he saw another woman. He said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? No man condemned thee. Now look at this verse 11. She said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Wow. Now that's pretty powerful. Jesus says unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now I want to just bring out a few things here, okay? First of all, I don't mean to, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm stating, I'm state. I'm not putting something down, I'm just stating a fact, okay? You hear more to say it. I'm not putting anything down, I'm just stating a fact. But King James and English translation, there's a lot of bad error in the King James version. I know y'all thought, think, God wrote to King James, but he did not. But there's a lot of error. 
One of those is right here. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go. And Jesus told her to go and sin no more. Now, if we read that for what it says, go and sin no more. Is there anybody on the planet that goes and sins no more? So there's something there in that air. There's something missing. There's something missing. The Bible says we've all sinned come short of the glory of God. So look at this in the NIV. No one, sir, she said, then neither do I condemn thee. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Go and leave that life alone. Go and leave that life alone. Don't let nobody else catch you in that act anymore. Go and live that life. Not that we will never sin again because there's nobody perfect on the earth. So this is a bad, this is a bad, bad, bad translation. It's a bad translation. Go and sin no more. I want you to get, let that, let that sort of sink in. Now, look in John 11 again, and she says, No man, Lord, and Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. But he was saying that lifestyle. Don't do that lifestyle. Great understanding there, and you can go and do some stuff there. Now, just for you Bible folks is thinking, well, now, preacher, over there in Matthew chapter 5, he talks about them adulteries. Yep, he sure does. So let's go there for just a minute. Go there. Ben, you thought of that? Let's go there for just a minute. Go to Matthew 5. I don't think I even put these guys' scripture on this. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go to, yeah, go to Matthew 5. Y'all know what that is? That's the, that's the book of the what? Come on, say it out. Book of the, of the bees, right? The Beatitudes. Hey, guys, look, I, I, I didn't give you that verse. Go, go to 527. That'll be 527. And then I'll give you about three more in just a minute. But he, but it, but he gives, the, he gives the, he gives bless, bless, bless. He's talking about that. He's talking about verse 13 and, and all through there in a few verses there with the salt of, about the salt and the light. Then he talks about a higher righteousness. He talks about reconciliation. And then he gets down in 27 he talks about adultery and divorce. Now look in verse 27. You have heard it was said unto them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after have committed adultery with her already in his heart. Boy, that's a big difference from just going to the bed with him. Amen. But look down to verse, guys, go to verse 32. While you're going 32, I'm going to read 27 again. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. Now, I think it's really amazing. He's talking along in here. 
in all these places, he's talking about danger and judgment and anger and all of this, all of this stuff and about, uh, he's also talking about if your hand offend you, off and all of that. And then look down in verse 32. But see, a lot of these, he says, but, and you said, but, but I say unto you, and I want to touch on this for some of you that might be thinking, yeah, you don't want to cover that one. No, we're going to cover it. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saying for the cause of fornication, cause of her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, commit adultery. And then we got religions and denominations talking about and take that verse right there and says, well, you know, if you got divorced, you, you know, you're going to be committing adultery and you committing adultery with that person and you can't do this and you can't do this and can't do that in church and you're going to be living in sin. But the other part of the Bible, Jesus said he forgives all sin. Make you want to scratch your head, right? With hair or without. Amen. So let's look at this. But I say unto whosoever shall put away his wife, saying for the cause of fornication, cause of her to commit adultery. Now, if I'm around you, shouldn't be none of you, but if I'm around somebody and they always lie, who's the liar? Them. Did I tell a lie? If I didn't tell a lie, then I'm not a liar in that situation. Not saying I never told one, but so would 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 if if I never if I if I'm never sold, but I'm with this guy and he and he's always stealing. Can you say that I stole it? So saying for the cause of fornicate causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery also. Don't that seem a little strange? All right, look at this. First of all, she has become the victim of divorce. She's become the victim of it. She's not the one that committed it. She became the victim of it. But that's what the scripture's saying. Now I want you to go back and, 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 and I want you to take about six or eight hours of a study and do this for me and you'll come back and I'll, I'll know when you finish because there'll be a light bulb on in your head about this adultery stuff in the scripture right here. First of all, adultery in verse 32 versus the uh, adultery, what was that, 20, 27 I read. If you go back, take you about six, eight hours, go back, get your Greek, get your Greek definitions out, and you go back and look up, get you a good commentator, and the Greek word, and look up adultery, Look up adultery in these two different verses and you're going to find out the definition is two different things. Not only definition of adultery, but the definition of fornication. 
The English language have took the word fornication. And we take the word fornication and we say, well, that, that's somebody having a relationship with somebody that is, that, that is married or, or, or not married, either one. We take an adultery. Adultery is all we know an adult. We say adultery. We say, well, they, they've been, they've been running around on their mate. And we don't have time this morning to get in all of that. But take and do that. He said, he, it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. I will say this. The word fornication, the Greek, he, he, the Greek meaning for the word fornication is not the fornication definition we have. But it deals with homosexuality, lesbian, bestiality, crazy things. But we, we took that word in English language and said fornication is just what we say it is. And we took adultery and say, this is what it is. So when you get the real meaning of this, you will see what Jesus is really talking about. And it all, it all really goes all the way back. It all really goes all the way back to the law. It's dealing with the law. And I didn't even give you these guys scripture. I wasn't going, we're going to bring all this out, but we, we got another minute to it. But in, in uh, Deuteronomy 24 is the law. Jesus is really destroying the law in, this, in, this, in these verses that we're talking about uh, in this verse. What was the other verse, guys? Verse, 30, uh, uh, verse 32. He says, but, go back to 32. 532. He's really destroying the law because he says, but, right? Would, would, right quick. Let me read this right quick. Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4. And a man have taken a wife and married her, and it came to pass that she, she should find no favor in his eyes because he found some uncleanness in her. Then let him write a bill of divorcement and give it in her hand and, and send her off of his house. Now back then, women left and didn't take nothing with them. Well, there it is right there. And when she is a part out of the house, she may go and be another man's wife. And if the latter husband hate her and write her a bill of divorcement and giveth it to her hand and sendeth her out of his house, if the latter husband die, which took her to be his wife, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife after she is defiled for that that is abomination before the Lord, and thou shalt not cause the land to sin which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. So in the law, any little old thing they was doing divorcing. They was doing divorcing anything. Church, think about where we're at today. Divorce is going on today for any little old thing. And so Jesus was saying right here, go back to Matthew there in, in that verse 27, I mean 32. And when you get some, some real understanding, Jesus says, hey, 
But I've come to love those. I come to love the one at the well that no matter how many men, how many times she's been divorced, I've come to love the one that was caught in the very, very adultery act. I've come to love those things. And I'm saying to you about this adultery business and all of this, what I'm saying to you is you don't need to be divorcing for anything when you follow, when you follow the book. You don't need to be doing that, saving for, for, for cause of fornication. Whatever you're doing, you're finding a reason to do it. Cause her to commit that adultery and whosoever shall marry her that is, that is divorced committeth it. So he was, he was, he was trying to say, Hey, I've come to minister to all these people, care for all these people, love all of these people no matter what. Don't get caught up in the law, in the old. Don't get caught up in that. Just get caught up in my love that I love you no matter what no matter what but you got to get a real understanding because you can take out the word adultery and you take out the word fornication but what he was saying that back then there was any reason they could go and you see you read you, you hear what I was reading in Deuteronomy then, then if if you divorced that and you remarry back then and he died you could and, and you wanted to go back to that one because you thought you found out that the grass was the same color on the other side. He said, under the law, that's, that's abomination. That's the law. Church, we don't live in the law now. I'm telling you, what, what do we got to realize in all of this? Jesus forgives all sin. But we got churches today and we got people saying, because you divorce, you can't serve God. Where's that at in the Bible? It's not in this Bible. It may be in the denomination Bible, religion Bible, but it's not in what we call the holy book. It's not in that. So I just want you to get that understanding this morning. That we got to love the divorcees and Jeep one because Jesus loved them. We got Jesus loving us. We got to love them. We got to care for them. And look at this scripture here in Luke 418. This is for you that's been divorced. And it's for all of you. This applies to all of you. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointing me to preach the gospel to the poor. We've been anointed to preach to the poor. And divorcing, when you feel like you're poor and you're lonely, I want to tell you, God is here to bless you and lift you up. And whatever you're dealing with this morning, where you, where you feel like you, you poor in love or you poor in peace or you poor in joy, I'm telling you, Jesus wants to fill you up to the running over this morning. But you got to focus on him and quit. You got to focus on the answer and quit focusing on your problem. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He wants to heal your broken heart this morning. Whatever your heart is broken by, as a divorcee of whatever's been broken by, God wants to heal you this morning. To preach deliverance to the captives. You may be captive by that marriage for X amount of years, but I want to tell you what. Jesus wants to give you joy, and he wants you to be set free this morning. Let it go. Look over at somebody and say, let it go. See, when you let it go, then it can't hold you captive anymore. But as long as you think about it and you think about the past, you're going to be held captive to the past, and you will never have a future because you're trying to bring your past to your future. you got to let go of your past that you can be set free. See, if you don't let go of your past, you'll never have a real future. Somebody else comes in your life and you're holding on to past, you're going to compare them with them. And you're going down a dirt road that's got mud everywhere and you're going to slide in the gully. 
And that one ain't going to be there to help you get out either. But preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering the sight of the blind. Of the blind. You might have been blinded walking in that marriage and it fell. But bless God, if that was your case, bless God, you can shout today. I can see today. Amen. I can see today. Amen. I see the wrong woman coming today. I see the wrong dummy coming today. I can see today. Shout, I can see. Look over at somebody and say, can you see? Amen. You don't want to need to get some good sight. You don't want to need to get some good sight. Be able to see. To set at liberty that them is, are bruised. You've been bruised and you've been beaten up because you was, you've been divorced and, and people's hung stuff on you because you was divorced. I'm telling you what this morning, divorcee, let that stuff go. Amen. Let it go. There's some people in here today. They've been through divorces. They've been wrong and, and, and done wrong and been mistreated. But you know what? There's some of them. They've got some great mates today and God can do the same thing for you in Jesus name. But you got to let the past go. You got to let it go. You, you got to let it go. And guys, what, what was the other translation I give that to you? Amplify. Look at this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointing me, the anointing one, the Messiah, to preach the good news. The good news is what? The gospel to the poor. He set me to announce and release to the captive and recovering the sight of the blind. Wow. Recovering the sight of the blind. To send forth is delivered to those who are oppressed. Who's that? You've been downtrodden. God wants to lift you up today. You've been bruised. God wants to heal your bruises today. You've been crushed. God wants to heal you today. You've been broken down by calamity and all the things. You had to swallow a lot of stuff. You know, I know divorcees, no doubt, went in rooms and, and people looking at them and, 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 and you know, your mind running a hundred miles an hour. What are they thinking about me? Well, I want to tell you, get over all that. Amen. God's still got a life for you, amen. He's got a life for you, and if you seek him and you want a, want a mate, he'll give you one, amen. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, amen. I've been in nursing homes and see couples in nursing homes get married. For what? I don't know, but they did, amen. <laughs> oh, y'all thinking the wrong thing. It's about relationships, Amen. <laughs> Relationships, But I'm telling you, God wants to heal you. Amen. He wants to help you. But there's some great couples here this morning that, that, that had, had bad situations. But I'm telling you, God's done a turnaround in their life. And he'll do it in your life. Amen. He'll do it in your life. But you've got to commit to him. Amen. And just say, Lord, I surrender all to you. I give it all to you. I give it, I give it all to you. I give it all to you. Give it all to you. Because see, no matter who you marry, they're not going to be perfect because you're not perfect. Oh, but two imperfect people can work on serving the perfect God. Amen? Amen. And make it through life. Father, we thank you today for your blessings and grace and mercy. And this time of being in your house, a great time of worship, a great time of prayer. And Father, we pray that uh, your word's been, uh, has delivered today. And is ministered to your people. And Father, they would just be open to you before we leave. May we never close out a service to give anybody an opportunity to pray that didn't respond early or just come down and want to let Jesus be the Lord of their life. But God, we right now, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, before we leave this building, we just pray your love and mercy and grace on these people. And anybody today would just like to come and give it all to Jesus or you have a need or special prayer you would like to. 
We, we just want to leave these altars open for you right now. Father, you just bless and minister to these people. And Lord, you go with them, minister to them, flow this week. Father God, safety, blessings, wellness on us and bring us back to your house Wednesday night. God, we just give you the praise and, and the glory. And we just thank you what you've done and going to do. And God, that we pray today is will help some people to move forward. God, in their marriages, in, in, in their past, that they let it go and they go on and enjoy life, even uh, as a divorced person or remarried. God, that your blessings are in and on them. And Father, we just give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. And also those scriptures I give you about adultery, Matthew, that same thing in Mark as well. You go to the Greek, look up those words, those two different verses. Uh, have have different different meanings. Amen. Have different meanings. Amen. Now I don't want to embarrass you, but 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 I, I just want to just share with you today. If you if you here and uh, you 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 are you are divorced and you're not ashamed of that. If you'd like to just lift your hand, I I just want these ladies or or guys. You know the ladies go to the to the to the men and uh, uh, and 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 uh, oh we want to use some of these young girls over here. Let's see some of these young girls. Come on, young girl. A couple of young girls. Leave these young girls, okay? And these single men. We got some, we got some, these hands raised here. Uh, I need some more guys, uh, uh, single guys here. Amen. Young guys, okay. We want to keep this right. Come on now. Come on. Guys, you go to one of these ladies and just give them that rose and give them a hug. And, and you young girls go to these guys and, Give them a give them a hug. If you if you if you're divorcee, uh, divorce been divorced uh, in in the past, go and uh, go and do that at this time. Just give them a hug, guys. Give these ladies a hug, guys, and and you girls give these men a hug. Amen. We just want to, we just want to bless you. Let you know that we're on your side. Amen. We're on your side. God loves you. Get another one right there from Miss. Uh, right back there, guys. Ah. Uh, one over here. Right there. Amen. Miss, miss anybody? Miss anybody? Miss anybody? Got everybody? We just want to know we love you. We didn't mean to embarrass you or, or anything like that, but we love you. God's got great plans for you. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Come on, listen to the announcements and be blessed. Amen.